This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Okay, we're back. And now I'd like to welcome Patrick Brown to the program. He's staging a political comeback. He's just announced that he's running to become the first elected chairman of Peel Region. Of course, we all remember the stunning circumstances of his ouster as leader of the Progressive Conservatives last January. He is suing CTV for $8 million over the allegations of sexual misconduct that brought him down. In the meantime, He's moving on. Patrick, thanks so much for being with us. Well, Libby, it's an honor to be back on your show. Well, we, we're delighted that you're with us. Now, what made you decide that this was the right thing and the right time to come back? Well, Libby, I know you're a pretty uh, ferocious tennis player. And in <laughs> tennis, if you, uh, if you get knocked down, you, you get back up. Uh, and uh, that's what I'm doing. You know, I, they say adversity makes you stronger. Uh, and I love serving people. I love, I love being able to help families. And uh, uh, there's some real challenges in Peel Region with traffic, with congestion, with crime, uh, with the lack of jobs locally. And I'm excited uh, and motivated by the challenge to, to help the people in Mississauga, Brampton and Caledon. And uh, what made you think that that's the right level of government? You were the leader of a provincial party? Well, you know, I was always a big fan of Bill Davis. Uh, he was my favorite premier, I think Ontario's greatest premier, and his approach was collaborative. He was never overly partisan, and frankly, you know, that's how I was. I always used to say in the legislature, there's no monopoly on a good idea. It doesn't matter if it comes from a liberal, a new Democrat, a conservative. We need to do what's ever best for Ontario. And the beautiful thing about municipal politics is that there is no partisan allegiances, that it is more collaborative. And so I think in the spirit of Brampton, uh, uh, great Bill Davis, uh, I, I really believe, uh, um, you know, I, I can put that ethos into effect uh, in municipal governance in, in Peel. And frankly, I prefer it. You know, I, I hate the partisan games. Uh, I'm really excited to uh, uh, focus on being nonpartisan and simply working with everyone to get the job done. And uh, did you go see Bill Davis? I did. He was one of the first people that I wanted to, to talk to after everything, and I just think he's a wonderful man, uh, and he's always a source of great advice. And what did he tell you? Well, you know, I, I'm not going to share my uh, long chats with the, the former premier, but I would say, uh, um, you know, I really believe uh, that he shares uh, my perspectives on a modern, inclusive, progressive, uh, conservative uh Outlook, uh, you know, he believes in that collaborative approach. He believes that you get knocked down, you get back up. He believes that we shouldn't be overly partisan, that you have to work with everyone. Um, you know, I, I think he certainly showed that during his time as Premier when um, he worked with everyone. And uh, obviously, uh, in the interim, we've had an election. Uh, your former party or the Progressive Conservatives with a big majority. Um, what do you think of that? Well, you know, I've worked endless hours uh, building the party, 
you know, the, the party was practically bankrupt when I took over seven dollars in debt with no members. And so, you know, I poured my heart into soul and soul into building the party. And so, so many of the candidates that are now MPPs and ministers, you know, I remember those conversations. I remember taking, you know, Caroline Maroney out for lunch and dinner, trying to convince her to run. I remember being in Peter Bethlehem Baldy's home, trying to convince him and his wife to take the leap of faith to enter provincial politics, or Rod Phillips, you know, convincing him over dinner that this was the right opportunity to serve. There are some really talented cabinet ministers in the new government, uh, and for me, it's heartening to know that, that they took a leap of faith to enter provincial politics, and that jump, um, that leap has paid off because now they can contribute uh, and there's some big issues they face in the province, and I hope that they're going to take these issues across the finish line. But it's never about titles, it's about people, it's about policies. And, you know, Libby, I've been on your show talking about it. You know, one of the things I really pushed in provincial politics was the lack of funding to mental health. And the biggest commitment in my platform provincially was to pledge $1.9 billion towards mental health per year. It was going to be the largest provincial commitment in Canadian history, and I really hope that uh, the government will honor that. You know, Doug Ford has said that he supports it, uh, and uh, I'm really I'm really hopeful that they're going to address this, because it is the dirty little secret in Ontario's healthcare system. If you break your arm and go to the hospital, they'll take care of you, but if you have a, um, a mental health challenge, they say come back in eight months, and that's not good enough. Uh, speaking of Doug Ford, I mean, that could have been you in the Premier's chair. Um, it must be difficult to watch that. I'm a bit like Steve Pakin. I'm a political nerd. I enjoy watching and following everything. And so, of course, I watched. And, you know, there's some remorse that that, uh, um, that opportunity uh, was uh, robbed. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, like I said, as long as the, the policies get changed, that we get Ontario back on track, that these ministers are given an opportunity to do a great job, that's what counts at the end of the day. Uh, I try not to look backwards. Uh, um, I try to only look forward. There's no point of, you know, uh, holding grudges or a focus, be focused on the past. You've got to look forward, and that's what I'm doing. I'm excited at the opportunity uh, to uh, work my heart out in a region appeal uh, to create uh, prosperity and safety and success in, in, in this part of the province. That's a really good attitude. Um, but uh, it's interesting to me that beyond the uh, the sexual misconduct allegations that brought you down, the party seems to be blaming you for other uh, problems, notably some of those nomination problems, and and really disowning you. I mean, what is your reaction to that? I know you've said that those nomination problems were were basically not your fault. Well, you know, when a party is successful, when a party's up in the polls, uh, you know, we were 20 points up in the polls when I was leader, uh, and we were winning every by-election out there from Sault Ste. Marie to uh, Scarborough Rouge River. It causes people to fight left and center to to win nominations. Uh, I was proud to be the only provincial leader to bring in oversight of nominations. I brought in PWC to oversee the nominations. That's an additional step that no other party uh, took. And more recently, I wrote an op-ed a few months ago in the Toronto Star recommending that Elections Ontario take over nominations because I don't think political parties are equipped with volunteers to run that part of our uh, democracy. Um, And so I know in an election campaign it's convenient to um, blame others, but I can tell you the messages that I got, the phone calls, the texts from caucus members, from new ministers, I know they're very grateful for the contributions uh, 
uh, that, that I made during my time in provincial uh, politics. There, there's even speculation uh, that some of uh, the uh, Tories in power now are looking for somebody high profile to run against you in, in, in this capacity. What, what do you make of that? Well, let me say, I think the vast majority of caucus and cabinet are good friends. But I, I don't think it would be a surprise to anyone that I have enemies in the conservative movement. Frankly, uh, what happened to me, the sort of night along knives uh, on January 25th, it wasn't, um, you know, it was, it, was, it was conservative that, you know, stabbed me in the back in some respects. Uh, um, so I, uh, um, you know, you, you, you can't look, in, you can't look um, backwards. You can only look um, uh, forwards. Uh, and, and I would say, you know, for conservatives that didn't agree with my perspectives, I'm still proud of the decisions I took. You know, I was the only progressive conservative, the first progressive conservative to take official delegations in the Toronto and Ottawa pride parades. I spoke in favor of the motion condemning Islamophobia. I supported the need to do something when it comes to climate change and do our part. And so I, I took positions that were um, controversial as a conservative, but I believe in my heart of hearts they were the right um, decisions. You know, I really preached an inclusive progressive conservative party. I always said, it doesn't matter who you love, where you're born, what the color of your skin is, what God you worship, everyone is welcome in the party. And I know for some of the old guard of the party, uh, those those policy uh, pitches, those changes to how the, to the, what the party looked like offended some, but I still believe um, it's for the better for the party, it's for the better for the province. And in terms of other candidates joining the race for uh, Peel Region, the more the merrier. That's the beauty of a democracy, and I welcome anyone that's interested in participating. Uh, and I will always be a defender of Canadian values of inclusion. And uh, I'll do that provincial, I'll do that municipally, I'll do that uh, at any level I serve. Um, you're talking about your policy, so um, let's talk about climate change, because uh, you are advocating your version of a, of a carbon tax, and that's the first thing that Doug Ford is doing coming into office, is getting rid of cap-and-trade. And there have been a lot of people, uh, I mean, that's what he said he would do. So from that point of view, you know, he said that, he ran on it, he's doing it. But there are a lot of people who say that there might be some very big unintended consequences from that uh, that will put the people of Ontario on the hook for millions and millions of dollars. Do you have a view on that? Well, first of all, let me say I, I'm not going to get involved in uh, these provincial disputes right now. You know, my focus is on um, the experience that I can bring to Peel. It's about uh, um, connecting communities, getting them to work together um, in, in Peel region. But I would say, you know, the decision to leave cap and trade was also committed to my previous people's guarantee. Um, but in terms of w- whether the revenue from the federal carbon pricing stays in Ontario or they give it back to the federal government or they give it to the people, um, you know, that's the choice that's going to be made by um, Premier Ford. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it's not going to be a, a municipal debate. There is no um, municipal input on that decision. And so uh, I'm, I'm not going to get involved in the and those uh, provincial debates uh, right now when my focus is in Peel. Okay, um, I do want to talk about the things facing Peel. Uh, right now we have to take a quick break. Patrick Brown, please hang on, and we'll be right back with more with you. Okay? Okay. Okay, we are taking a quick break. We'll be right back. The numbers to call um, if you have a question, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. 
Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Uh, We are with Patrick Brown. Just announced that he's going to be running to become the first elected chairman of Peel. So uh, let's talk a little bit about Peel, Patrick. Uh, Just a few days ago, uh, we had the Peel police chief, uh, Jennifer Evans, uh, coming out and saying that she believes that the latest spate of crime of shootings, which seem to be out of control, are because carding was abolished. Uh, What are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, Adrian Rooley from the Peel Police Association was one of the people that signed my nomination forms. And, uh, you know, I I really admire the sacrifice uh, that our police officers uh, make. And the one thing that they told me is that what they need most is resources to do their job. And in Peel, um, the biggest challenge is the fact that they have to choose which calls to respond to. Um, the fact that there are crimes being committed where we can't send officers is unacceptable because you can have beautiful parks, great streets, uh, you can have everything in a region, but if you don't have safety, um, you know, that, uh, it, it, it's all for naught. And so, um, you know, obviously I want to make sure the police have the resources uh, to, to, uh, to, 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 to do their job. And uh, as chair, I'm going to make sure that they have that budget. In terms of the debate on carding, that's provincial policy that will be set uh, um, by um, the provincial government. We had that debate in the legislature um, a few years ago, but, uh, you know, my focus municipally would be simply to make sure that the police uh, have their resources to, to keep our community safe. Yeah, but basically what people are saying is that with when carding was enforced, you had gang members who at least didn't walk around with their illegal guns because they knew they could be searched, and now they carry their guns with impunity and, and just open fire whenever they feel like. And, and I'm sure there can be a balance uh, found. You know, uh, obviously there's going to be zero tolerance for racial profiling, and there was concerns um, about that. At the same time, I think we all want to give police the investigative tools they need uh, to, to do their job. I know Michael Tullock was commissioned by the government to look into this whole issue uh, and uh, finding the, the best uh, uh, compromise to respect people's individual liberties, but also let the police do their job. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm uh, hopeful that Michael Tellef will be able to um, uh, bridge those concerns. Okay. Uh, what about gridlock? What do you want to do there? Well, certainly investment in infrastructure uh, has not uh, kept pace when it comes to Peel Region. Uh, the gridlock is some of the worst uh, in, in the province. And frankly, most people from Peel have to leave Peel to go to work. You know, in Brampton, 34% work in Brampton. The rest leave Brampton to to drive to work. And that's not uh, uh, acceptable. And so we need to do a, a better job at recruiting local jobs. We need to do a better job at actually investing in infrastructure to move people um, more swiftly. And so a big part of, I think, the regional mandate needs to be to, 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 to deal with that um, urgent need to, to, to push back against the uh, suffocating traffic. Okay, let's take a call from William in Toronto. Hello, William. Hello, Lib. Hello, Mr. Brown. Very Hello. quickly, very quickly, sir. Um, I do not like the tactics that were used to get you out of your elected position for the uh, provincial party. Uh, provincial conservatives, they are going to do that to you. What are they going to do to me? Uh, this is oh. not nice, and you should not have done that. I don't like it. Um, second, about carding. 
um, carding is taking place now, and it's been, it's taking place under a different uh, auspices, as in the form of brown noser perps, um, and this is not allowed. Gangs, uh, carding is a form of gang stalking that uses brown noser perps, and gang stalking is illegal. And these brown nose are perps that agitate and irritate and collect information and as they see fit is illegal as well. So if you and um, the police are going leaving the police force, like uh, Mr. McCormick says, and they're going to the field of unregulated police. You can read about this in a Kathleen Harris article from the CBC, November uh, 6, 2016. And this is where they're all going. So if you can fix those three problems they're supposed to do. There's a lot of police uh, on the force that are really good people, and they're being um, um, uh, obstructed by everything that I've said, and they can't do their job. Okay, William, so. thanks for that. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not even sure what he was referring to with those perps, but uh, obviously uh, he's in favor of carding coming back. You were talking about a, a compromise. Well, first of all, I appreciate the comments uh, about, uh, uh, you know, uh, how I was treated, and thank you for your kind uh, words. Um, you know, I, like I said, I'm not going to get involved in um, sort of the provincial um, d- debates right now, but I would say, um, just like the caller said, uh, there's some great police officers that served in our community. Um, you know, the fact they put themselves in harm's way to take care of us is something that I'm never uh, going to lose sight of, and I want to make sure they have the resources and the tools to do their job. We have to support our police, uh, uh, and, and and I will be proud to do so. You're writing a book about what happened to you, about what you call a takedown. Are you still writing it? Is it done? Yeah, you can purchase that book on Amazon. We're about halfway through. Uh, it, it should be out uh, late in the year, and I'll make sure that when it is out that I come on uh, Zoomer Radio to talk all about it. Oh, well, we, we look forward to that. I mean, we've seen dribs and drabs. Is there anything that you're... Uh, Willing to tell us about in advance? Unfortunately, you're going to have to order a copy of the book on Amazon uh, before I can uh, share any details about that. But uh, I think it'll be an enjoyable uh, read. Uh huh. Well, uh, yeah, we certainly look forward to that. And uh, in your personal life, you're living in Mississauga now. You're uh, you're planning on getting married, right? Yeah, I got engaged. Uh, my uh, fiance Genevieve is born and raised in. Mississauga, and, you know, they, they say happy uh, wife, happy life, and so we're living in South Mississauga. It's not too far where I used to work. I used to work as a lawyer in Branson before I was in federal politics, and so uh, I'm really enjoying living and working in, in Peel right now and uh, um, looking forward to, to getting married. Uh-huh. Do you have a date? We do. Oh. We do. We're getting married uh, in the early fall. In the early fall, so that's coming right up. Are you, uh, are you uh, a groomzilla? Um, you know what? I'm fortunate that Genevieve is doing most uh, planning, and she is uh, a perfectionist. Uh, once in a while, I'll offer input, uh, and then, then she'll say, maybe it's better you don't give any input. And so uh, um, I trust her, her taste. Uh, um, so, uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be a great night, and, you know, her family and my family, we're, we're really looking forward to it. Okay, uh, back to uh, more of a business uh, question. Uh, there are some talk that Charles Sousa might be running against you. Uh, would you see that as a big threat? No, I think there's lots of speculation out there of different people that might run. You know, my philosophy is more the merrier, um, and 
I'm really looking forward to the opportunity to serve uh, in a nonpartisan manner. Um, I think I bring experience from three levels of government. I'm closely connected to all the cultural communities in Peel, and uh, you know, I'm I'm not a traditional politician. It's not about uh, you know uh, the big name endorsements or the backroom boys. You know, I've always been driven by working with the grassroots and getting the job done for people. Uh, you keep talking about being nonpartisan. Uh, could that possibly set you up for maybe changing parties down the road or something like that? <laughs> no, I think no. the Liberals will be looking for people. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not looking at uh, um, getting back involved in partisan politics. Uh, um, right now, I'm um, focused on serving Peel, and I'm just grateful that we've had a lot of New Democrats and Liberals and Conservatives all reaching out to help uh, um, so, no, I'm not looking at uh, jumping back in partisan politics. And, um, you know, one of the huge issues facing Peel and, and Brampton particularly uh, is hospital overcrowding. And again, it is a provincial issue, obviously. Government has, uh, you know, promised to do something about it. But, uh, you know, in the meantime, is there anything that you want to get into should you well, win the election? I would say I visited every hospital in Ontario as opposition leader, and the worst overcrowding uh, was in Peel. And frankly, too many people in Mississauga and Brampton understand uh, how bad the hallway medicine is in Peel, that they will actually drive to Oakville or drive elsewhere when it comes to health care. And that's not appropriate. I think it's a, you know, it, it's the responsibility of the regional chair, the mayors and the councillors to advocate for adequate funding for our local hospitals. Uh, it's very interesting. You know, um, we focus a lot on health care here and uh, all the parties, they've, they've promised, you know, more long-term care beds. That's a provincial promise. Uh, a new hospital or more hospital in Brampton where it's really overcrowded and I got a big uh, surprise because I talked to a couple of people who are huge experts in their field, and they say, you know what, that is the wrong way to go, that really what we need to do is make a massive investment in home care. I think there are numerous solutions. You know, obviously the overcrowding and dealing with people um, only in hallways and hospitals, I mean, that, 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 that's permanent feature of, of Peel. Uh, isn't acceptable, but I do think we can do a lot better when it comes to home care. I think we need to have investments in long-term care. I think we need to do more on preventative health care. I think there is a myriad of solutions. Um, it's one of the reasons when I was in provincial politics, I pushed um, for uh, an investment to build 20,000 long-term care beds and an enhanced ability to uh, have uh, have home care. Mm-hmm. And uh, what about um, emergency services? Is that something that you have to see more of as well? Emergency services in terms of um, uh, first responders? Yep. Yeah, no, I, um, you know, I, I, I think right now we've got great first responders, but they are uh, understaffed, uh, um, particularly when it comes to uh, policing. And so, um, you know, uh, it, that is a municipal responsibility and making sure that you know, they um, have the tools to do their job is something that will be uh, a top of mind for me. Okay. Uh, what are your other priorities then? Well, you know, there is a six to eight year social housing um, backlog uh, in Peel that needs to be 
uh, addressed. I think we need to do a better job in ec- economic development of going to pitch Peel as an area for those to um, locate their business. Uh, it, it, I think there's lots of opportunity uh, to work on that. Uh, it's a beautiful place to locate, and I think we need to do a better job at getting uh, local local jobs. And frankly, because I've been involved at all three levels, because I've served municipally, provincially, and federally, um, you know, frankly, I understand there's only one taxpayer. And so we can't point fingers. We just have to get the job done for people. And so that's what I'm really focused on, to work in, in a collaborative fashion to make sure we've got prosperity in Peel region. Uh, and I'm excited for the, the challenge. Uh, um, and now I'm off to go, um, Libby, I'm off to go on Pravasi television at one o'clock. And I don't want to be late for the great people there. So I, unfortunately, I can't talk uh, much longer, but I'm really grateful for the opportunity to be on your show um, uh, once again uh, and uh, look forward to, to when we can uh, chat again in the near future. Okay, before you go, uh, when is that book coming out exactly? We're aiming for uh, November, uh, but, uh, you know, uh, it, it takes time to uh, complete a book, but we're optimistic it can be done by the end of the year. Okay. Patrick Brown, thanks so much, and uh, we'll talk to you when your book comes out, if not before. Uh, there is an election before, so uh, good luck with that. Well, thank you so much, Libby. I look forward to seeing you on the tennis court. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think you play a little better than I do. Thanks for that. Thank you. <laughs> okay, Bye-bye. bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.